0: Random Ramblings. This is your host Rick, and today I want to start off with something a little different from comic books. Other than comic book collecting and reading, I'm also an avid toy collector, trading card game collector, and moviegoer. I'm a big fan of Quentin Tarantino think he's by far the best movie director of the modern age and I'm a huge fan of the Pokemon trading card game and Match the Gatling trading card game as well now these other hobbies often intrude on my comic book collecting hobby because I'm splitting all my time and energy between these four or five hobbies, so managing them can become a bit of an issue, as you can kind of imagine, but somehow I've managed to find the perfect blend between all of them. I only buy Pokemon cards that I know I'm going to play, and I know that I like, and usually I pick up either comics that I remember from my childhood, or... Incredible Hulk and Spider-Man because those two characters are the ones that pop out or stand out the most to me and when it comes to magic I just I buy a bit of everything I it's really hard for me not to I spent all of last year I think I've seen every single movie from 2018 that was in the th- if it was in the theaters I had seen it Um, that usually does not happen and usually I would go to select movies and watch like things here and there but last year I don't know I was kind of on a movie craze and this year I have seen maybe three movies in the theater all three of them being Marvel movies unfortunately now I told myself I was not going to watch Captain Marvel not because I was against the movie not because I don't like Brie Larson I just didn't really feel the need for a Captain Marvel movie Just didn't appeal to me. Although I'm a big fan of Carol Danvers, she was my favorite female superhero as a kid. I couldn't really get into the movie. Just seemed unnecessary. That's all. That's all I can believe. That's the only way for me to really put it. And I also saw, of course, Avengers: Endgame because it was the conclusion to a lot of my favorite characters, Captain America. One of them, being one of them. But I saw Spider Man Homecoming, and that was mostly because a friend really, really wanted to watch it. And of course, myself being a very big Spider Man fan, I said, why not? Although, it was alright. Other than that, I have not seen any other movies from this year. Unfortunately, just either movies don't really. To me, or I just don't have the time because I'm constantly working. Now, I know for a fact I'm most definitely going to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That is most definitely a no-brainer. Quentin Tarantino again, favorite director and writer. His movies are classics. Even the ones that a lot of people think aren't up the par with his previous films. I think all of his movies are great, in each in their own way. None of them are perfect, of course, but that goes without saying. Now, on to our main topic of discussion. Now, today, I'd like to talk about movies, but more specifically, comic book movies now before Iron Man comic book movies were seen as low quality high budget type of films the special effects were always pretty nice the acting was always kind of iffy and the story in general was never really that good however they always made money or usually did it could be argument of course however after the release of the original Iron Man movie in 2008 I think it was 2008, 2007 superhero movies were known to be good that you could make a decent superhero movie, you could make even a great superhero movie and Iron Man proved that now, but the most re- the most recent release, um, Spider Man: Far From Home, it's the final film of Phase Three. I think I don't really keep track of the phases to be honest. I just see that there's a movie when I pass by the theater. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll go watch that. I'm sure some diehard MCU fans would know, but I don't really keep track of them. All that will great. In fact, I'm pretty sure I skipped all the Guardians movies. Because I'm not a big fan of the Guardians the Galaxy. I like the original team, not the not that team you've seen in the movies. Although, they've they've grown on me. However, Far From Home, I saw it about two weeks ago. Because a friend wanted to watch it. And I was like, yeah, why not? I told myself after Endgame I would not watch any more of those movies because I felt like Endgame was like the perfect conclusion to that universe, to the the series. I thought, hey, there we go. We uh, We could just end it right there. End it while it was still good. However, don't get confused. There have been some pretty bad movies in the MCU before Endgame. Thor, The Dark World was That was a. The only redeeming quality of that movie was Loki. And that. That was pretty sad. Everything else in that movie was just too clubbersome. It's like they didn't know what they wanted the characters. But anyway. Far from Home. I don't know. I had very conflicting feelings about it. On one hand, the acting was superb. I, I loved the acting from all the cast members. Um everybody was just great just in general this the uh special effects and CGI was fantastic as always i don't think there's really been a marvel film that has had really bad CGI um, i really did enjoy that especially okay i must do some spoilers because movie's been out for a while and hopefully the really hardcore fans have already seen it and some of the casual fans have also already seen it so We're going to go ahead and put in some spoilers. So, here we go. The fight scene between Spider-Man and Mysterio at the end of the movie. Fantastic. It was everything that I wanted out of a fight scene between Spider-Man and Mysterio. If they were ever to make a movie out of it. And it was beyond perfect. It was exactly how I pictured it. If it was in a movie. When... He sees the zombified Iron Man. I was like, that, that was actually perfect. When, he sees, when, when you see um, Spider-Man inside a snow globe, but the snow globe is actually Mysterio's head. And I was like, jeez, that was almost taken right out of a comic book. I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure Tom McFarlane did that cover. You can look it up. Um, it's a cover where Spider-Man's inside of Mysterio's head, and Mysterio's like, laughing. And I was like, oh, that's the first thing that popped in my head. And I was like, amazed at that. The whole thing seemed, like, perfect. I didn't like Spider-Man's black suit, stealth suit thing. I thought that was just ridiculous. I, I don't know why they used it with that. It's the little things that Eric me, Not only not really the big things, it's the little things. Something like that just bothered me. Just wear your normal Spider-Man suit, dude. It took him a whole movie to get that. I don't know, that felt so ridiculous to me. Um... I also love Mysterio. I thought he was great in the movie. He's, fantastic. He's probably my favorite part about the movie. Other than the end credit scene. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, it, just great. Uh, the thing I despise about so many of these characters. Is that they all have a connection to Iron Man. That's probably the biggest fault of the movie. Is that it's still so connected to Iron Man. It's like Spider-Man and his supporting cast are not their own characters. Spider-Man is still so... Like, I understand why he's so influenced by him. But at the end of Homecoming, when Spider-Man picks up that building that fell on him, without his high-tech suit or AI intelligence and whatever else, have you, he picked it up, and that right there showed us that he did not need Iron Man. He was his own superhero. And yes, I do understand that Iron Man just recently died in the previous movie. However, he should be able to do his own thing without Iron Man. He should be able to stand up as his own superhero without that character. And we already established that in the previous movie. So why are we rewinding, just resetting, forgetting? It's like, don't worry about it. That didn't actually happen. Or just forgetting that that did happen. I just don't understand it that right there is what pisses me off so much about the character, at least in the movies. Other than that, Tom Holland's great, and I like that. It's just the writers. I don't think they know how to write an actual good Spider-Man. But Far From Home was fine as it was. I mean, I didn't like that he was so Tony Stark-influenced, but I was like, I, I figured, you know what, at the end of the film, he he became his own character. I was like, there we go. That's it. Turn down the role to be an Avenger, then of course if anywhere threw that out the window again. So it's like character progression, then character digression. It's just it's like a bobbing and weaving. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. And that's one of the reasons why I w- I had a feeling that was gonna happen. That was one of the reasons why I didn't want to watch the film, but I held my doubts. I went in with an open mind. Anyway, i still enjoyed the film i munched my popcorn i set my orange flavored coca cola don't knock it to try it folks i sat back and i'm to enjoy the film i didn't like the relationship between um mj and peter i thought that was i don't know it works but at the same time it doesn't i just wish they wouldn't call it mj just ha- why why call it mj in the first place Just give her make up your own character and leave it at that. Don't give me some kind of Easter egg or some kind of alluding to the fact that it might be Mary Jane, but it's not. Just don't do it. Just give her her own name. That's it. Leave it. New character. That's it. Done. Boom. Other than that, the character's fine. It's not Mary Jane, but it's fine. It's probably the best relationship we've ever seen between Peter Parker and his love interest on screen. Now, I'm a huge fan of the Rammy movies. I think Spider-Man 2 is the best Spider-Man movie still, even after Far From Home. However, the one thing the Rammy movies never really got right was the relationship between Peter Parker and Mary Jane. I felt like they were only attracted each other because of plot reasonings. However, in Far From Home, they can both relate to being that outsider, the underdog of the group. I thought that was a different take. I enjoyed that. That's something that even the comics are missing. Between Peter Parker and Mary Jane, In the comic book series, they kind of don't really have much in common. They're kind of just together because they're together, and they don't really add anything to each other, other than, well, I mean, back in like the '70s when they were still dating, there was like Peter Parker, the uptight schoolboy, and Mary Jane, the Hardcore uh, party goer. But since then, no real growth between the characters. That's why I appreciated their relationship in that movie. Just the MJ that's not MJ that bothered me the most about it. But I enjoyed her character, it was a very good one. And also, Mysterious Illusions? Goodness gracious, that was beautiful. I really do hope to see Sandman and Hydro Man and Molten Man at some point in the series. Because They resembled those characters. Something similar to them. However, it it was good. I enjoyed that aspect. The Mysterio's backstory really pissed me off. Though I didn't like that. Again, the villain was connected to Iron Man. Yes, as I said before. I do understand that Iron Man was a huge influential figure in the MCU. However, does not mean he should be the backbone of it. There are other infrastructures set in place in the Marvel Universe that can be used as supporting characters, supporting stories, all these different things. You have so many characters you can be using and they don't. That's just my personal opinion. However, I did like that they at least related it back to certain movies. That that right there, I will give them. I, I, I did enjoy that. He was the creator of the uh, the dream sequence that you see in Civil War that I think called it Barf. And the uh, one of the other guys was the guy from the original Iron Man film who was being yelled at by uh, by Stain. And I thought that was kind of cool. I thought, oh, that was kind of interesting, but still, because it was interesting does not mean it was the right way to go. You could have had... There's so many different things you could have done with the character, I feel like, in terms of backstory. Yes, I do understand. Mysterious backstory is not all that great. He's a 1960s comic book villain. Backstories for most of those characters were not supposed to be all that intriguing. It was just to give the audience a little something like, oh, hey, here's the reason why he became a supervillain. He was screwed over by one of the directors or something. You know, but I take the movie at face value. I can't say I didn't enjoy it did enjoy it a whole lot. I know I seem like I'm nitpicking a lot of the MCU and this movie in general. However, I did enjoy it. And I'll probably end up adding it to my collection of movies just to continue to build up my collection of movies I do enjoy to look at every now and then. I'll probably just fast forward to the Spider-Man Mysterio fight scene though because I think that was one of the best parts of the movie, if not the best part of the movie. Although, seeing Spider-Man's Red in black suit made me very happy because that was my favorite costume as a kid. That costume right there. So, I enjoyed it a lot, I have to say. However, it's alright. I'll we'll say maybe 7 out of 10 by my standards. Alright, now, while we're on the topic of the discussion of superhero movies, why not, why don't I just give you guys my top 5 favorite superhero movies? Um, number five would have to definitely be the original Iron Man movie. It was, um, it was great. I remember watching it in the movie theater and being amazed by it as a kid. I was probably like, no, that might have been 12, I think. Yeah. It was a fantastic movie. Robert Downey Jr. killed it as Iron Man. And before I go into the rest of the movie, I just have to put something aside right here, guys. Iron Man is a. B-list, maybe even a C-list superhero, especially before the the movie came out. In the comics, I can probably name you three, maybe four, great Iron Man stories. Okay, here we go. His origin story, that was the last one issue, right? Demon in the Bottle, Armor Wars, and Extremis. Extremis. I could probably go either way. That's it. Those are the most standout Iron Man stories. Before that movie came out, that was it. So when someone tells me they were always a huge fan of Iron Man, I kind of doubt it. I mean, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna look at you and say no, you're not a fan of Iron Man. However, don't look at me and say Iron Man's the best superhero. He has four good stories. Now. Back to the movie. Robert Downey Jr. made Iron Man the character he is, the way he acted, his uh, his movements, his dialogue, everything. That's all Robert Downey Jr. He recreated. He took the character and recreated him. The story, of course, perfect. It was just Iron Man's origin story thrown with Iron Monger. He kind of combined the. The, um, the later half of Demon the Bottle with his Orden story, and I thought that was pretty clever. I enjoyed it. CGI and special effects, of course, always fantastic. Each supporting character was great. Pepper Potts, James Rhodes, Yitzin, hope I'm saying his name right. All those characters, all great. The S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, subplot, I liked that a lot. Seeing Nick Fury at the end as a kid, made me go, whoa, I remember him. from... That was the Nick Fury from Ultimate Avengers. That was a little weird. Sam Jackson was playing them, but you know, I enjoyed that. It was fantastic. I remember buying all the toys as a kid. They got Iron Man Mark 3. And I think my younger brother had Iron Man Mark 2. The Silver Iron Man. Which looked really cool as an action figure because he was all shiny. And the red and yellow one, red and gold one wasn't really that shiny. But, fantastic. Um, Number 4, which definitely have to be the original Avengers movie because it was so cool seeing all those characters come together for the first time. And that was something I always dreamed about and seeing it on the big screen. Oh man, it was just I was blown away. Now I don't think that movie has aged very well. Dialogue is incredibly wonky. Mostly because Josh Whedon is just when he writes his characters they're very like stereotypical very arch type characters. Like, Hulk's the really big, dumb green monster. Captain America's the inspiring superhero. Tony Stark is the intelligent douchebag. And Black Widow's the silent but deadly superhero ring. You know? Each character had their own, like like, one trait, and they stuck to that trait. And I understand that made the movie, like, very off and, like, very dated. However, me. Personally, I think that's just how most, like, as a, as a standalone movie, yes, it's it's fine just the way it is. But when you compare it to the ones that come after it, it looks very weak. However, seeing all six of those Avengers go on screen together for the first time, it was too legendary, too fantastic for me not to enjoy. Especially, especially when you're a kid and you're seeing that and nothing like that's ever been there before, it's impossible for you not to enjoy it. Uh, number three would definitely have the Spider Man 2. I talk about it all the time with my younger brothers and my family members. I think that movie is just about perfect. It showed that really conflicting side of a superhero that we don't always get to see, especially in the movies at the time. Superhero movies that we didn't always see the superhero struggle with something like. He was late for his dates he was he was late for uh his own birthday party he forgot he forgot that it was his birthday. I thought that was hilarious or maybe he feigned it, but to the point just so so much relatable things in that movie that made that that made it so great. He lost his superpowers he was struggling with every aspect of his life every time he did something selfless he his personal life would take a huge hit and I can't see why anybody wouldn't at least understand that his his rent was always late. I thought that was hilarious. I was like, what kind of superhero is late to pay the rent? You know, as something that like myself or so like our, my friends and family would go through, and there goes a superhero going through it. And I just I really did enjoy that. I really did. The fight scenes weren't all that great. I mean, the train scene was always fantastic, but I I didn't really care much about the action sequences because it was character driven that, that's what it was that's what they think sam is so good at he puts a bunch of these characters together and then uh, sees what happens you know puts them in a situation dr octopus of course fantastic villain he's one of my favorite super villains probably the best spider-man villain honestly and there was so much going for it and i really did enjoy it at number two would probably have to be captain America and the winter soldier that movie is uh, such a fantastic movie. Now, I I love the Captain America. I love the character so much. He's, he's basically what I think every person wants to be, and he's like almost unbreakable. That movie was such a mind blown. It was so mind boggling. Um, it was it was just so much in one movie. Like it started off. Uh, like when we first met Cap in the previous movie, he started it started off as like a period movie, and then it, when you go to Winter Soldier, it becomes a conspiracy spy thriller, and that I thought that was pretty genius of of the Russo brothers to like go in that direction. Um, it was really cool. It was very exciting. Uh, there were so many little things that I loved about the movie, the relationship between Captain America and Black Widow the relationship between Captain America and the Falcon, Bucky and Cap, there was so much that we had going for. It. Even Bucky and not Bucky, Cap and and uh, Nick Fury. There was so much that I wanted to see. I was so happy to see Nick Fury that uh that we got to finally see him in action, see what he could really do with with the with the car chasing with his uh with all Special gadgets, the L M D. bots. I thought that was fantastic. That was like right out of the pages from the comic books. And it made me so happy. It's like, I, I was pretty old. I was older by that. I was probably maybe like 15, 16 years old when that movie came out. But There was so much in that movie that I enjoyed. The, um, Arlem Zola. I was so happy to see him there. there there's so much in that movie that I enjoy that I could dedicate a whole other video just to that one movie. And then at the ending, like, it Crossbones was there. I, I remember my, my younger brothers were like, who is that guy? I'm like, it's Crossbones. And you are like, who? i was like, watch, it's Crossbones. And then once his face gets messed up, and you see the next, we're like, yeah, I told you it was Crossbones, see? But everyone's like, who's that? I'm like, he's a cat villain. Don't worry about it. Seeing him, it was pretty cool. You didn't have his costume on yet, but that was fine. At least he was in the movie. The Baron Zemo issue, though, coming after c- in Civil War, I had it. Little bit of an issue with that, but that's that's another time, and then of course, the thing with shield actually being Hydra. I thought that was awesome. That was such like a like excuse of language, I was just a brain fuck, like it was my mind was blown. I, I didn't realize that was awesome from the comic, but it doesn't matter because it all worked in the movie. The one thing that we knew for sure that was the safety that was not actually a safety net. It was actually something designed to hurt us. And I thought that was fantastic. Oh, I can keep on going, so let me stop right there. Now, number one, I'm sorry, it has to be The Dark Knight. There's no other superhero movie quite like it, in my opinion. Maybe there probably is, but I think The Dark Knight did it first. The Dark Knight the boundaries of what a superhero movie could be I feel it was all character driven there was yes there was the plot that carried over from the previous film however everything that went on was all from the characters it was one character makes a decision another character reacts to that decision and then we have this end result that again pushes the main characters farther than they were before. Like when when at the very beginning of the movie Batman takes out all the crime lords they go to the Joker. The Joker starts raining havoc. Batman is now forced to go farther along with Jim Gordon and Harvey Dent. And it just keeps on escalating from there. The whole movie there were so many little things that I loved about that movie that made it so great. It wasn't even the big things obviously the heath ledger and all the actors all the acting was all fantastic from everybody. Um Two-Face was even gr- great. That's uh, he's the only issue I have with that movie. I just wish that they had introduced Two-Face in the previous film so that way we could see his uh his his his, uh, his growth or rather not growth, probably a de-evolution of his character. He became deranged and uh, psychotic it was that 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 that's the one thing that i didn't i didn't like was that we were introduced to him at the very beginning of the movie and then it was kind of like by the end of the movie yes it still hits you hard however if we had known him from the previous movie it would probably hit even harder but that's one tiny nitpick that i really had with the movie other than that i feel like the pacing and the tone it was all just great it starts off a little bit slow, but then it picks up pace, and before you know it, the movie's already done. And I think that was so perfect. Christopher Nolan, I feel, is again another great director. He's one of my favorite directors. Um, I can't say that I don't like any of his movies. I love all of his movies. I can say that with the. I can say that with no exaggeration. They're all great. The, um the cinematography, his, the music the musical score that all his movies have always great and the Dark Knight is no exception. Um, it was even great that at the end of that movie, Batman didn't really win. He was just like he stopped the villain, but the lasting effects it would have on everybody around him, including himself was was great i love that and it 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 ends in a way that you could say there's going to be a sequel or there's not that's the end of the story and that movie is really close to my heart i know scenes almost by heart it's pretty bad but those are my top five superhero movies um, obviously, there's some honorable mentions to Infinity War. I love that movie so much. I thought Thanos was portrayed perfectly. Um, each seeing each of those characters that we've seen from the past, like twenty or so movies, whatever it was, was just great. Seeing each everybody's interact with one another it was fantastic. Seeing Iron Man interact with Star Lord was hilarious. I know we really like Star Lord, and I still thought that was pretty funny think Star Wars really uh, I just don't like the character I don't think it's all that interesting but seeing these characters together so great, seeing them fail after knowing they could have stopped him if they were all together, it's just great it's great, great stuff, uh, Watchmen I'm a huge Watchmen fan it's another honorable mention uh, Watchmen is one of my favorite comic books if you have not ever read that graphic novel, miniseries whatever you want to call it please do. Obviously, the movie is not as great as it could have been because it's... Watchmen was meant to be read as a comic. However, the movie does its best to intrigue what the comic wanted and put into the movie. And it's 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 good in its own right. I can't say that I didn't enjoy it. I can't say it's not great. It's, it's, just, it's a great movie watch it if you if you haven't but please first read the read the graphic novel it, you won't regret it no that's that would probably be about it for tonight. Uh, thank you guys again for listening. Please tell me what is your, your guys' top five uh, favorite superhero movies. Um, you can go ahead and leave a comment underneath the random ramblings, uh, it's in, uh, my instagram account you guys can interact with me on there i can't promise i'll get back to everyone but i can promise you guys i'll read with everyone with uh, with a great interest now uh that's all we have time for today a great night and tune in next week for another episode of Six random Ramblings.